the countdown has begun. In the middle of next month, we're going to take our annual family vacation for the second year in a row. We're going to Walt Disney World. This year, though, in the middle of the trip, our annual passes are going to expire. Much like Cinderella's stagecoach at midnight, I'm going to turn back into an average Florida man without a ticket to enter the happiest place on earth. But that's okay. I'm looking into doing some other touristy stuff in the Orlando area. And while I probably can't be talked into going to Universal Studios, I'm definitely going to check out the simulated skydiving at iFly. There's an oozy experience, but I don't think I'll be manning any firearms. Besides, there's a place here on the coast where you can drive a tank, and if you pay a little extra, they'll let you crush an old Cadillac. While we might catch a dinner show, I don't know if it's going to be medieval times, comedians, or maybe gangster clowns. There's a lot to choose from over there. The kids, they are trying to talk me into Universal or a water park of some kind. Even without a ticket, I don't think I'll wander too far away from Mickey Mouse and company. Trader Sam's is a great tiki bar I've mentioned at the Polynesian, and we'll definitely see the fireworks from the California Grill at the Contemporary. As for today, though, I want to talk about wrangling cattle, zip ties, and dark secrets as we stay subjective and start joshing around. I mentioned before, my wife and I recently took Walt Disney World's Keys to the Kingdom tour that takes you backstage at the Magic Kingdom and even underground in the Utilidor beneath all the magic. And that's where our tour guide Phil told me that all the Coca-Cola sold on Walt Disney property is given to Disney for free by Coca-Cola in exchange for promotional consideration. So if you've ever paid $4 or more for a Coke while you're dying of thirst in the hot Florida sun, please know that's not mostly profit. Instead, it's 100% profit. Another thing to know about the Coca-Cola company, they recently released an alcoholic drink in Japan called Lemon Dew. This is a fizzy lemon flavored drink which comes in 3%, 5%, and 7% alcohol. Coke is capitalizing on an increasingly popular drink in Japan called Chuhui, which also comes in various alcohol content. This is on top of another recently added Coke product in Japan, a doubly caffeinated soda called Coca-Cola Coffee Plus. And they both sound delicious. In fact, if I went to Japan, that's probably all I would drink, of course, depending on how much Zantac I pack. I gotta be honest, I'm still a little hungover from yesterday's show. It was so packed with facts and stats, and while we all might have learned something, I promise not to do that again for a while. I feel, though, that that button-down episode was a reaction to my weekend, which was a little crazy in and of itself. At one point, I decided to start smoking before I went shopping. I got so high inside of Home Goods that I found myself inside of TJ Maxx. It all happened so fast. One minute I was looking at birdhouses and wife pillows. The next thing you know, I was surrounded by that unmistakable aroma of a TJ Maxx. You know the smell I'm talking about. Like somebody took 300 pair of newer Nikes dumped them out of their box into a heap in the corner near some shelving, and then just left them there for the customer to sort out. Now, I don't have any problem with the factory seconds they sell at TJ Maxx. It's just that trying on men's shoes there, the way they're zip-tied together, makes you feel like a criminal. Take them off here, boss! For those friends of the show, I thought you might like a Crazy Town update. Now, while we're a few months away from having a second Crazy Town week, she did come back into town and immediately got arrested on that outstanding bench warrant when they picked her up from South Melbourne Beach to bring her to Sharps, which is where our county jail is. We're a very long county, so that's like a 40-mile trip. Somewhere halfway through, she was using her handcuffs 
to break the video camera in the transport van, at which point driver didn't play. Pulled over, called another sheriff. She got arrested for a felony inside the transport van. And then when they brought her to the jail, there's another arrest report because she was pulling up tiles in her cell. So they dinged her for a misdemeanor on that as well. Destroying county property, watch out, they don't play. More to come because her actual trial for felony assault on a law enforcement officer is next week. I should throw this disclaimer out there every once in a while. For the most part, I'm a fictional character, and the stories I tell while joshing around, well, they're probably fiction too. Any reflection in those tales onto actual realities is surely just a coincidence. As for this coincidence of fiction, well, it's all public record, which means my kids are going to have a dark reality to face one day. A lot of families have made up history. My aunt, for instance, used to tell a tale of being related to one of the pilgrims on the Mayflower. Then my uncle got really into genealogy. She doesn't tell that story so much anymore, but now he has tons. A story my uncle now tells is about one of my father's forefathers, John C. Raven. And while it's yet to be determined how great this man was, Colonel Raven did serve in the Army of the Confederate States of America. We know this because as a genealogist, in addition to making grave rubbings, you also hunt through city halls and county buildings looking for an ancestral paper trail. And my uncle found one on Colonel Raven. It seems that he was discharged still being owed 600 Confederate dollars. So while I could go and hunt them down, it's probably not worth the trouble. Besides, I can think of a ton of other people who are probably owed more. Seemingly, each week I see a new reason we're heading towards another civil war, and the reasons suggested are starting to become just simple differences, like how some people hear, and not Laurel, or the way people mispronounce memes and gifs, and I don't think we need to abandon this graphic interchange format we've put in front of ourselves. Instead, maybe we just simply need to flip the script. Yesterday, we started on a little tycoon talk, but we had an entire aristocracy to slay, so we had to drift the other way. Today, though, I would like to come back and say that tycoons are important, at least in the place they play in space exploration today. Now, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk truly are leading the charge, and it's noted by people like Glenn Harlan Reynolds, a University of Tennessee law professor, that space exploration is so important because humanity has reached a point where one planet isn't enough and that's a dangerous place to be. And while I don't agree with that wholeheartedly, namely because that Tennessee orange doesn't quite sit well with me, I'm going to be leaving Earth reluctantly, no matter what, kind of like Nicolas Cage in that movie Leaving Las Vegas, because I wonder, what if all those tiny aliens in fantasies and comic books were really just Earthlings coming back to a planet they once knew? As spacecraft become more privatized, I look for the names of the vessels to improve. While it's true SpaceX has the BFR, which stands for Big Rocket, in the public sphere things are a little more benign, like Gemini and Apollo, Endeavor and Atlantis. Even in fiction, the names are tame, like Enterprise and Millennium Falcon. Out on the high seas, though, things are different. What sailor hasn't named his boat something like Wasted Seamen, Stinky Fingers, or Real Hard? And while it's true that boats are female in nature, and from the looks of it, rockets are all males, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if the Blue Origin rocket was just a 3D representation of Jeff Bezos' manhood. Nonetheless, that should help in naming those phallic fireballs. I love the term space-age technology because at this point it really just means older stuff. Thanks to space-age technology, I have satellite TV, 
And what I find myself doing more than anything is flipping through the guide, reading the names of the shows, and then trying to imagine what they're about. I saw one the other day called Dark Secrets of Space, and I can only assume Space has a gambling problem or loves the feel of his wife's underwear on his nebula. Infomercials have really stepped up their game when it comes to their names. Here's just a sample of what's on right now. How to Tighten Creepy Skin, Shark Vacuum, and More Sex, Less Stress. Given the choice, I think I'm most interested to see the shark vacuum. I typed something in my notebook the other day about the Me Too movement, and it auto-corrected to Meet Too, which reminded me of a story from when I was waiting tables in Atlanta, and I walked back into the kitchen to overhear two men from different Latin American countries talking. Now, I don't want to single out the countries because that's not important, but one of them turned to the other and asked quite honestly, hey man, have you ever f***ed a cow? To which the second man replied quite upset, no, I have never f***ed a cow. To which the first man was a little confused and said, really, never? The second man still upset. To when the first said in quite different language, it's the same. That story goes to show that worldwide, it's true, we are the same. Some of us know the difference between right and wrong, and some of us are just depraved, no matter where we're from. And that's why it's important for the former to always keep track of the latter. Now, I saw a thought piece written the other day about how for society's sake, we needed to save Penthouse Magazine. And that's when I knew that we'd truly lost all decency. While this is no letter to Penthouse, I do remember finding a foot fetish magazine in the attic of one of the homes I rented. After the initial disgust wore off, I read through some of the exquisite body copy before taking it on stage and reading it out loud at an open mic poetry night. And without its time, we name our boat and launch our rocket before the upcoming civil war drags us all down to crazy town. Whether your family's history is all made up or you happen to be trapped in a home goods high as hell. Be sure you tune in tomorrow when we'll probably start joshing around. <laughs>